ಸದರ್ಶಾಸನೇರಾಮೋಷಣ್ಣಂಪಿತರಂಶುಭೇಕೈಕೇಯಾಸಹಿತಂ ತದಪೂರ್ವನ್ನರಪತೇರ್ದೃಷ್ಟ್ವಾರೂಪಂಭಯಾವಹಂ ಅಚಿಂತ್ಯಕಲ್ಪಂಪತೆ ಸದೀನ ಇವ ಶೋಕಾರ್ಥೋ ವಿಷಣ್ಣವದನದ್ಯುತಿ ಕೈಕೇಯೀಮಿವಾದ್ಯೈವ ರಾಮೋ ವಚನಮ್ರವೀತ್ ಕಚ್ಚಿನ್ಮಯಾಪರಾಧಮ್ಞಾನಾಧ್ಯೇನ ಮೇ ಪಿ ಕುಪಿತಸ್ತನ್ಮಾಚಕ್ಷ್ವತ್ವೇವೈನಂ ಪ್ರಸಾದಯ ಅಪ್ರಸನ್ನಮನಾಖ್ಯಿನ್ನು ಸದಾ ಮಾಂ ಪ್ರತಿವತ್ಸಲ ವಿಷಣ್ಣವದನೋದೀನೋ ನಿ ಮಾಂ ಪ್ರತಿಭಾಷತೆ ಶಾರೀರೋ ಮಾನಸೋ ವಾಪಿ ಕಚ್ಚಿದೇನಂ ಬಾಧತೆ ಸಂತಾಪೋ ವಾಭಿ ತಾಪೋ ವಾ ದುರ್ಲಭಂ ಹಿ ಸದಾ ಸುಖಂ ಕಚ್ಚಿನ್ನ ಕಿಂಚಿದ್ಭರತೆ ಕುಮಾರೇ ಪ್ರಿಯದರ್ಶನೆ ಶತ್ರುಘ್ನೇ ವಾ ಮಹಾಸತ್ವೇ ಮಾತೃಣಾಂ ವಾ ಮಮಾಶುಭಂ ಅತೋಷಯನ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಮಕುರ್ವನ್ ವಾ ಪಿತುರ್ವಚ ಮುಹೂರ್ತಮೇಚ್ಛೇಯಂ ಜೀವಿತ ಕುಪಿತೇ ನೃಪೇ ಯಥೋ ಮೂಲನ್ನರಪ್ಯೇತ್ಪ್ರಾದುರ್ಭಾವಿಹಾತ್ಮನ ಕಥಂದಸ್ತೇತ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷೇ ಸತಿ ದೈವತೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಪರುಷಂ ಕಿಂಚಿದಿಮಾತ್ಪಿತಮ ಉಕ್ತೋಷೇಣ ಯೇನಾಲುಲಿತ ಮನಃ ಏತದಾಚಕ್ಷ್ವೇದೇವಿ ತತ್ವೇನ ಪರಿಪೃಚ್ಛತ ಕಿನ್ನಿಮಿತ್ತಮೂರ್ವೋಯಂ ವಿಕಾರೋ ಮನುಜಾಧಿಪೇ ಕೈಕೇಯೀರಾಘವೇಣಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ಉಚೇದಂ ಸುನಿರ್ಲಜ್ಜಾಧೃಷ್ಟಮಾತ್ಮಹಿತ ವಚ ನಾಕುಪಿತೋ ರಾಮ ವ್ಯಸನಂ ನಾಂಚನ ಕಿಂಚಿನ್ಮನೋಗತಂತ್ವಸ್ಯಭಯಾನ್ನಾನುಭಾಷತೆ ಪ್ರಿಯಂತ್ವಾಮ ಪ್ರಿಯಂ ವಕ್ತ ವಾಣೀ ನಾಶ್ಯಪ್ರವರ್ತತೆ ತದವಶ್ಯಂತ್ವಾಕಾರ್ಯದನೇನಾಶ್ರು ಮಮ ಏಷ ಮಹ್ಯಂ ವರಂ ದುರಾಮಿಪೂಜ್ಯ ಸಪಶ್ಚಾತ್ತಪ್ಯತೆ ರಾಜಾಯಥಾನ್ಯಪ್ರಾಕೃತಸ್ತಿ ವರಂ ಮಮ ವಿಶಾಂಪತಿ ಸನರ್ಥಂಗತಜಲೆ ಸೇತು ಬಂಧಿತಿ ಧರ್ಮಮೂಲಮಿದಂ ರಾಮ ವಿಧಿತಂಚ ಸತಾಮಿ ತತ್ಸತ್ಯನ್ನತ್ಯಚೇದ್ರಾಜಾಕುಪಿತಸ್ತತ್ಕೃತೆ ಯಥ ಯದಿ ತದ್ವಕ್ಷ್ಯತೆ ರಾಜಾಶುಭಂ ವಾ ಯದಿ ವಾ ಶುಭಂ ಕರಿಷ್ಯಸಿ ತತಃಸರ್ವಮಾಖ್ಯಾಸ್ಯಾಪುನಸ್ತ್ವಹಂ ಯದಿ ತ್ವಿತಂ ವಿಪತ್ಸ್ಯತೆ ತೋಹಮಿ ದಾಸ್ಯಾ ನಹ್ಯೇಷತ್ವಯಿ ವಕ್ಷ್ಯತಿ 
एतत्वचनम श्रुवा कैकेदाहृतम उवाच व्यथि रामस्तापसन्निध अहोधिसे देवी वक्त मीदृशं वच अहम हि वचना पतेयमी पावके भक्षेयम विषम तीक्ष्ण पतेयम चाणवे निुक्त गुरुना पिता नृपेण चिन्न चद्रोहि वचन देवीराज्ञो यदिकाक्षिम क्ये प्रतिजाने चमोद्यर्नाषते तमाजव सुक्तमना सत्यवादिनम उवाच रामं कैकेयी वचनम भृशदारुणम पुरा देवासुरे युद्धे पिता ते मम राघवा रक्षिते नौ दत्त सशल्येन महारणे त्र मेयाचि राजभरतियाचनम गमनम दंडकारण्ये तव चाद्यवराघवा यदि सत्य प्रतिज्ञरम कर्तमसी आत्मा मम वाक्यदम शृणु सन्निदेशे पिता यथान प्रतिश्रुत तयाण्यम प्रवेष्टव्यम नववर्षा पंचच भरतच्चाभिषिच्येत यदेतभिषेचनम वदर्थे विहित राजन सर्वेण राघवा सप्त सप्तज वर्षा दंडकारण्यमाश्रिता अभिषेकदीरधरो भरत कौसलपते प्रशास्त वसुधा मीमात्न सकीर्णा सवाजरथ सकुलाेन्द्रोम कारुण्येन सामुता शोक संकृष्ट वदनो न शक्नोति नरेन्द्र से वचनम रघुनंदना सत्येन महता राम तारयस्व नरेशरुषं वदंतराम प्रविवेश शोक प्रविव्यथे चापि महानुभावो राजसनाशे श्रीमद्राणे वाल्मीके आदि काव्ये अयोध्याकांडे अष्टादर्ग अयोध्याकांड कैंटो एटीन क्वेश्चन बै श्रीराम एस टू वाट प्रेड ऑन हिज फादर्स माइंड कैके टेल्स हिम ऑल दैट हेड हैपन्ड इन द मीन टाइम एंड स्टर्नली अर्जिस हिम टू डिपार्ट फॉर द वुड्स The said Sri Rama beheld his father seated on a lovely couch with Kaikeyi, dejected and distressed, and marked with a withering face. Bowing first at his father's feet with a modest demeanor, he then laid himself low at Kaikeyi's feet, fully composed in mind. Having barely uttered the word Rama, the afflicted monarch could neither cast a look at him nor speak. his eyes blinded with tears seeing that unusual appearance of the monarch which gave rise to apprehension shri rama too was seized with dismay even as he would on touching a serpent with his foot he saw the monarch emaciated through grief and agony with his senses divested of joy sighing with a distressed and perturbed mind and looking like an unruffled ocean getting turbulent with a succession of waves the sun obscured by an eclipse and a sage that has told a lie 
bestowing his thought on the said grief of the monarch, which was almost inconceivable, Sri Rama grew extremely agitated as the ocean is on the full moon. The shrewd Sri Rama, devoted as he was to the welfare of his father, said to himself, How, on this day alone, the emperor does not joyfully respond to my greeting? On other days, my royal father would be propitious, even though angry, on seeing me. How is it that he feels agonized to behold me today? Like one distressed and stricken with grief and with the luster of his face overshadowed with melancholy, Sri Rama saluted Kaikeyi and spoke to her alone as follows. I hope no offence has been unwittingly committed by me against my father. Pray, tell me the reason why father is angry with me. You alone can propitiate him on my behalf. How, I wonder, is he not cheerful of mind, though ever fond of me? With his face downcast, he does not even speak to me, afflicted as he is. I hope no agony caused by bodily distemper or mental anguish afflicts him. Really speaking, everlasting happiness is hard to secure. I hope no offence has been committed by me against Prince Bharata of pleasing aspect or Shatrugna possessing great valour or against my mother's. Unable to please the emperor or failing to do my father's bidding and in the event of his majesty being angry with me, I would not survive even for an hour or so. How can a man fail to be devoted to his father, his veritable and living deity, to whom he owes his own birth in this world? Or has my father been told by you, through vanity or anger, a harsh word by which his heart has been stung to the quick? What is this unprecedented agitation in the mind of the emperor due to? Pray, point this out correctly to me, inquisitive as I am, O godly lady. Questioned thus by the high-souled Rama, a scion of Raghu, Kaikeyi, for her part, who had grown utterly impudent, made the following bold reply, which was calculated to advance her own interest. The king is neither angry, nor is there any anguish troubling him, O Rama. There is, however, something in his mind, which he is not disclosing to you, for fear of paining you. Words do not proceed from his mouth to tell you his darling, something disagreeable to you. That which has been promised by him to me must, however, be implemented by you. Having granted me a boon in the past and thereby honoured me, this illustrious monarch now repents in the same way as any other common man. Having given a pledge to me in the words I grant you a boon, the celebrated monarch seeks in vain to construct a dam across a stream whose water has already flown. Truth is the root of piety. This is a fact well known even to the righteous, O Rama. Beware lest the king should forsake that truth angry as he is with me for your sake. If you undertake to implement whatever the king says, whether it is good or evil for you, in that case, of course, I shall reiterate everything to you. In case that which has been uttered by the king does not fall flat on you, then alone I shall give it out to you. In no case is he going to open his lips before you. Distressed to hear the aforementioned words uttered by Kaikeyi, 
Sri Rama, for his part, spoke as follows to the said queen in the presence of the emperor. Oh, how shameful it is for me to hear such words expressing doubt about my devotion to my father. You ought not to speak such words to me, O glorious lady. At the bidding of my father, I am actually prepared to leap into fire. Commanded by the emperor, who is my teacher, father and friend all in one, I might as well swallow deadly poison and take a plunge into the ocean. Therefore, speak out what you have got to say, O glorious lady. I shall do that which is coveted by the king and give my plighted word for it. Know that Rama does not speak twice. To the said Sri Rama, who always spoke the truth and was richly adorned with guilelessness, the ignoble Kaikeyi addressed the following exceptionally cruel words. Formerly, in the course of a conflict between gods and demons, O scion of Raghu, a couple of boons were granted to me by your father, who had been rescued by me in a major battle, when a shaft, which remained dug into his body, and was extracted afterwards by me. As against those boons, the king was solicited by me this very day to acquiesce in the installation as Prince Regent of Bharata, and your departure to the Dandaka forest, O scion of Raghu. If you want to prove your father and yourself to be true to your promises, O jewel among men, please listen to the following exhortation of mine. Be faithful to the word of your father, as promised by him. You ought to retire to the woods for nine years and five. And let Bharata be consecrated with all the material that has been got together by the king for your consecration, O scion of Raghu. Foregoing the forthcoming installation and ensconced in the Dandaka forest, where matted locks and the barks of trees for seven and seven years. Let Bharata rule with an iron hand over this globe, which is owned by Dasharatha, the king of Ayodhya, and is full of precious stones of various kinds and crowded with chariots driven by horses. Overwhelmed with compassion for you due to this circumstance of having granted a couple of boons in my favour, this monarch cannot even gaze at you, his face withered from grief. Implement this pledge of the emperor, O delight of the Raghus. By vindicating his outstanding veracity, pray, deliver the emperor from a delicate situation. Even though Kaikeyi spoke unkindly as above, Sri Rama did not yield to grief at all. The king, however, even though he was possessed of great strength of mind, felt sore, distressed. Afflicted as he was by the agony of impending separation from his dear son. Thus ends Canto 18 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.